Good morning, and we welcome to the Daily Pod, Tanya Rubel-Richter with Southeastern Indiana Voices for Children. Good morning to you, Tanya. Good morning. And uh, can you give us a little bit of background, uh, Tanya, about uh, Southeastern Indiana Voices for Children, uh, what uh, exactly the organization does? Sure. So Voices is actually the local CASA program, which stands for Court Appointed Special Advocates. And we recruit, train, and support volunteers who advocate um, for the best interest of kids who are involved in the child welfare system. So it's children who've been abused and neglected. And I would imagine a lot of this, uh, of course, when you hear of uh, CASA, and uh, I I understand there's uh, some support as far as uh, kids who have to testify or things of that nature. They go through the the legal system, uh, things of that nature. Yeah, so what we do is different for every child. Um, it just depends on the situation, but um, it, it can involve, I mean, a myriad of things. But the main thing is that we act like the eyes and ears of the court. So our job is to go out and investigate the cases um, and speak to everyone involved, the, the families, the teachers, the pediatricians, the therapists, DCS, everyone. And then we report back to the court and we make um, fact-based recommendations for the child's best interest. So there's that whole investigative piece where we do the testifying for kids. We sit with kids when they testify, et cetera. But we also have the other side of it where we basically become that child's ally. We explain everything that's going on in the system to them. I mean, it's a, obviously a super intimidating time and scary for them. And um, so we explain it to them in age-appropriate ways. We're, we explain we're the only person in these cases that's there just specifically for them. So we become their safe zone in it. Um, oftentimes the CASA is the one that the child will reach out to when they get an A on the test, or the CASA is the one that they call if they have a bad day. Um, so we, it's just a whole big, you know, continuum of things that we do for these kiddos. Okay. So, uh, so you, uh, so you advocate on behalf of, uh, children uh, going through uh, rough situations and, uh, and, and exactly what are some of these, uh, situations that, uh, kids are thrown in? Uh, I, I can imagine what they are, but, uh, just out of curiosity, uh, what are those? Sure. Um, Again, there's such a huge variety, but we have some like where babies are born drug exposed. Um, So it starts at birth. Um, We have some who are homeless or living in sheds um, without running water and food and heat. We have some who have been um, sexually trafficked. We have kids who have been um, physically abused with broken bones and, you know, we had babies with detached retinas, um, multiple contusions and bruises and different stages of healing. Um, of course, sexual abuse. Um, we've had children who have been sexually assaulted by their parents. Um, it's, it's anything you can imagine we have it. And, and, you know, Ripley County is, you know, such a great, and, and Batesville and all the areas that we serve are such a, it's such a great town and such a great community. And I think a lot of times people think that in great communities, this stuff doesn't exist, but we have all of the things I just listed. We have all of those in Ripley County. All right. So you mentioned uh, Ripley County, Batesville, uh, other uh, areas around the um, Southeastern Indiana that uh, your organization services. Yeah. So that's a great question. So we actually, um, CASA has been serving kids in Ripley County since 1991, and we have we be, we joined with Jefferson County in 2007, and that's when we became Southeastern Indiana Voices for Children. But as of January 1st of this year, just a few weeks ago, um, we actually split from Jefferson County because we're both large enough now to hold our own program. So Voices for Children serves just specifically Ripley County kids now. So we're really excited about that, that we've grown to the point where we can sustain that on our own. That's the thing that uh, you um, 
were able to uh, uh, grow and things of that nature. I mean, some would look as that as a negative, but uh, you uh, you feel that this is really a positive, the fact that Ripley County stands on its own and advocates for these kids. Yeah, again, great question. We all wish we didn't need to have this job, right? I mean, all of us wish that child advocates for abused kids weren't needed, but the fact is the abuse is there. I mean, the abuse in southeastern Indiana, and, and actually, I mean, many states and counties across the country that has skyrocketed for the past several years. Just in this past year and a half, I think we've seen the numbers start to go down, I think primarily because of COVID and reporting sources and different measures um, by the state to reunify families and things like that. But we have not fixed child abuse, right? We haven't, I mean, all the causal factors and, and the things that, I'm sorry, not causal factors, but the things that actually relate to the situations that we see child abuse in more more often, like poverty, um, substance abuse, addiction, um, domestic violence, I mean, all of these things, we, we, we really, even though the communities are working very hard to tackle those things, we haven't made a change to the point yet where where we don't have a need for kids um, to have a voice. So the, the abuse is there, it's happening. So the, the growth for us to be able to serve every child is really significant because that a couple years ago we had a wait list when the numbers were going up so high. We had a wait list of 232 kids that we couldn't serve that were just in Jefferson Ripley County who were being abused and neglected by their own caregivers and they didn't have an advocate. So at this point, for us to be able to say for the past three years, we have been able to meet that need and serve every child and grow due to the community support and help and finding grants and that type of thing and having large fundraisers. I mean, all of those things that we've done to be able to increase our efforts in the communities have provided an advocate for every kid. So, yes, while while it's horrible to need that growth, um, it is needed. and, And we're super proud of being able to support all of these kids. All right. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick time out. We'll continue our conversation with Tanya Rubel-Richter with Southeastern Indiana Voices for Children right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back to The Daily Pod as we continue our visit this morning with Tanya Rubel-Richter with Southeastern Indiana Voices for Children. And uh, Tanya, um, besides you, uh, are there any other folks who uh, work for the organization? Yes. Um, So it was just me back in 2014, but now there are 10 of us. Um, We have 10 employees, and as we have split as of January 1, there are four people who work full-time in Ripley County and then one part-time person as well. Um, and, and that doesn't include myself. I'm actually, I've relocated recently um, to Florida, which is part of what spurred our, our decision to split. But um, we now have a new director, and I'll be leaving here at the end of the month. Best of luck to you, Tanya, as you uh, move on. But uh, we, we appreciate you jumping on the uh, the Daily Pod with us this morning to uh, talk about Southeastern Indiana Voices for Children. And, uh, and of course, uh, before the break, you'd mentioned all the, uh, the, you mentioned the word reported. And that's a key factor, is it not, uh, the number of cases that are actually reported? Yeah, that's that's a big, big deal. So Indiana, a lot of people don't know that Indiana is a mandate report state. 
which means that people that not only work in the field, um, but everyone in the community is a mandated reporter. So everyone has a legal responsibility if they see or suspect. I mean, just suspect. You don't have to have proof of it, but you suspect a child is being abused or neglected um, to go ahead and call. Indiana has a centralized hotline and to call that number and report so that it can be looked into for that child. Um, And that number, I'll give it to you, is 800-800-5556. And it's super important because I think a lot of times people think that someone else will report that or I don't have enough proof, so I'm not going to call. But you never know. I mean, your call could be the one. Maybe five other calls happened and they didn't have enough evidence. You know, your call could be the one that gets that child some help. All right. And again, that number, uh, Tanya? 800-800-5556. All right. So uh, if we could uh, kind of like uh, walk us through it here as far as uh, what happens, somebody uh, will say suspects a case. Uh, what happens then? Yeah. So when you call the hotline, then it goes to a centralized um, hotline system through the Indiana Department of Child Services. And the the family case manager there that answers those calls goes through a matrix through the online and ask questions. And at the end of it, it comes down to if it scores Um, to enough information to assess a risk, to have boots on the ground, to go out and see, you know, check out that situation in that child. So if it does meet that criteria, then DCS sends someone out to assess it. And then they have 45 days now to have like a little mini investigation and to decide if they're going to substantiate or unsubstantiate those allegations. So if they substantiate, then it goes in front of the judge, and then there's there's a hearing, and it, it starts with a fact-finding hearing. You know, I mean, it goes through, I won't kill you with all the legalese, but it goes through several hearings um, to get to through the case. And if, if it is substantiated, then and it goes through the fact-finding hearing, the judge makes a determination with all the evidence if the child is, in fact, in Indiana, it's called a CHINS, which is a child in need of services. So the judge makes that call with that with the evidence, and um, from that point, then a case is opened. A child is sometimes removed from the home, sometimes they aren't, um, in place with family or foster care, et cetera, um, or group homes, et cetera. But, um, and then services are provided. So the law is that um, parents in these situations have to be given reasonable efforts, which is services to remedy the issues that cause the court's involvement. So we go through typically about a year and a half, maybe sometimes, I mean, we have some cases that have gone up to, you know, seven years. Um, Those are outliers, of course, but um, where we, the parents and the families are offered services and we try to fix the situations. If it can't be remedied, then termination of parental rights happens and the children are adopted. All right. So with that, uh, you know, it's kind of the... uh Reader's Digest version, I guess, uh, of, yeah. of the process, but uh, still a very important one that is played there. And uh, and uh, Tanya, could you uh, give us a little bit about your background, uh, how you got involved in uh, uh, not only uh, caring uh, for children uh, through these services, but uh, also Southeast Indiana Voices for Children? Yeah, absolutely. So my husband and I moved to Indiana um, about 13 years ago, and I met the previous director, of Voices for Children at lunch one day, and we were talking about it. I, you know, had lived in Cincinnati and had never heard of CASA. And when we came here and I heard about it, I signed up for the next class and I became a volunteer, a CASA volunteer. And I did that for about three years and and felt such a pull to it that I quit my recruiting job and, and went into mental health to work with these families full time. And as I was doing that and completed my master's in social work and all of that, then at that time, um, the, the previous director retired and the board asked me to take her position. So that was in mid-2014. Um, and we have, you know, I've, I've been lucky 
So, gosh, we've recruited probably at least 300 volunteers. Um, we have served about, I mean, over a thousand kids in my time. I haven't done the numbers. I probably need to, but um, we've we've recruited a ton of volunteers and helped a lot of kids, and it's just been a really cool experience. Very sad, but but very rewarding. And uh, you mentioned volunteers, and if somebody hears this and uh, they're interested in volunteering, uh, how can they uh, go about doing so? Yes, that's our main thing. Everything that we do, we try to, you know, increase awareness, of course, raise funds and recruit volunteers. Those are the three primary goals that we always have because those are the things that keep us running and keep us able to provide a voice for these kids. Um, being a CASA volunteer, we have several training classes throughout the year. Um, a lot of times people have told me over the years that it's intimidating to think that, you know, they're going to be the representation in court, and, and that's kind of scary to people. Um, but I w- we want everyone to know that we provide all of the training. We provide all of the support. We do have staff people that partner with the volunteers. So the volunteer basically becomes an expert on the kiddo, and then the staff person is an expert on the system and, and the rules of CASA and that type of thing. So the two together really provide the best advocacy. So it isn't as scary as it seems, um, and we do provide everything. So if someone's interested um, in Ripley County, they can contact Voices for Children, and um, our office is in Batesville there. And the phone number there is 812-932-0333. And you can go to the Voices for Children website as well and apply on there, and that's voicesforchildren.net. And you also could stop in the office. The office hours are 8 to 4, and we're in the Rom Weber building at 122 South Depot Street. All right. So, uh, again, the uh, Ron Weber building at 122 South Depot Street, uh, voicesforchildren.net, and the uh, volunteer phone number, if you're uh, so moved to uh, do so, is 812-932-0333. Yes. All right. Anything else, uh, Tanya, before uh, we let you go this morning? No, I just, I, the main thing I think is just that, that we want to tell the community how thankful we are um, for the support. You know, when I came on in 2014, our program in Ripley County was just tiny. I think we had four volunteers at the time, and we have grown so much and, and have been able, you know, it really is reaching a milestone to be able to do this on our own. And we're just super proud of the community. We're, we have partnered. I mean, Hill and Brand has been a huge supporter of us. They've for four years now, they've provided several hundred kids with Christmas presents um, through us. They they just have partnered with us every step of the way, and I think that's just an example, excuse me, of all the partnerships that we've had. Amex Well just supported us this week with a donation. Um, there are a lot of Ripley County businesses that have stepped up and partnered to help um, provide for these abused kids, and Mayor Bettis as well. I mean, like, we just have a lot of support there, and we're super thankful. So um, our events, you know, at one point we weren't able to hold an event because we couldn't we didn't have enough of a following and right before COVID hit we sold out with 300 tickets at our dinner so um, Batesville has Batesville and Ripley County in general have really stepped up and shown that they really support our cause and that they want to help us you know with these kids and we just couldn't be more thankful so you know keep an eye out for us we absolutely will be increasing our marketing and you know part of the the reason for the split was to be able to focus more on each county so that we can really spread the word about the need and how people can help these kids so we're just super thankful really. All right. So, again, if you could, if you can give us the uh, the hotline number if someone suspects uh, child abuse and also the contact information for uh, Voices for Children. Yes, the hotline number anywhere in Indiana is 800-800-5556. And the Batesville-Ripley County CASA phone number is 
932-0333. And they also could email the new director, who is Melissa Herzner. She does an amazing job. She's been with us for years, and she is stepping into the director's position of Ripley County. So you can also contact her, and that's Melissa at VoicesForChildren.net. Well, Tanya Rubel-Richter, we appreciate your time this morning and all the best to you as you uh, move on to the next chapter. And uh, thank you for all you did on behalf of uh, Southeastern Indiana Voices for Children. And thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I'm Tom Snape for The Daily Pod.